God created man in his own image. Breathed the breath of life. He became a living soul. And, and God had fellowship with man every day. And he desires to have fellowship with man every day. But because of sin, man was cast out of the garden. And that fellowship was broken. And then God began to rebuild it. And he said, now you can, you have to do this and that. And he gave some rules and there had to be the shedding of blood. And they had to go through these things to build relationship. But it was all pointing to one thing, Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever. Oh, I'm so glad I'm a whosoever. It doesn't matter who it is, where they are. If they'll call upon the name of Jesus, he said he, they'll be saved. And he'll restore them back into fellowship and relationship with the Father. He took his blood and he covered our sins. And now then, when God sees us, he sees the blood of his Son. And we are in right relationship with God. And God wants to fellowship with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to conversate with you. I decree that in 2023, I will know Jesus better. How do we do that? What's that process? And what will flow out of that? Let's talk about it. So our, our theme scripture this year is Job chapter 22, verse 28. Now, we've had an amazing time uh, in prayer meeting. We, we had a wonderful fast time. The, first, the second week of January was our fasting time. I know y'all prayed last week over uh, everyone that fasted and thank you. And uh, we feel that corporate uh, anointing. Out of that, we've had prayer meeting every Saturday night. And we had another amazing time last night. But this next Saturday will be our last one of January. And it is a special one. It is not just prayer meeting where we come and pray individually. This is our night of prayer and worship. And so the full band will be here. We'll be live. And we encourage everyone to be here. It's from 6 to 7. And we'll have uh, 7 people be praying every 10 minutes. They'll step up and pray over a specific topic. And then the band will worship for another 5 or 6 minutes. And we'll spend time praying over that particular topic. It goes so fast. And the presence of the Lord is always so strong here. And I just encourage you to be here Saturday night, 6 o'clock, for the time of prayer and worship. You don't want to miss it. Because it's part of knowing Jesus better. How do you get to know someone better? You've got to spend time with them. You've got to talk to them. You've you, you got to get to know them. That's what this past week we were gone. It was, it was a vacation of sorts, uh, but it was a business trip. Uh, we were 25 other people, 23 other people with us. Uh, and it was the, the ministry that, that we're with. The church is under the covering of World Ministry Fellowship. It's their 60th year. And uh, uh, there is several different boards. We've been members nine years. Uh, I've been serving on the uh, credentials board. Uh, where we bring people in and people are seeking license and ordination and doing interviews and all of that. Well, uh, we were invited and it's such a great honor uh, for me being, we're, we're probably the youngest 
there or on the on the board. Uh, we were invited uh, and brought on to the executive board of the fellowship, and that is such an honor uh, for us. Miss Amy will be on the women's executive board, and uh, that board is where the president of that fellowship comes from. So if every if it stays like it is, and all the people ahead of me don't die, and everybody serves their two year term. I'll be the president in 20 years. I'm going to resign the year before. I'll be 75 years old. Anyway, we went on this trip, and uh, pretty much it was an eating trip. We got up, we went to breakfast. Uh, several of the board members would, would, would eat with us, and we would stay there about two, two and a half hours. We ate, we fellowship, we get to know each other. Then we would go walk around a few minutes, and it was lunchtime. We ate to lunch. We met with other board members. We stayed there for two or two and a half hours. Supper was at five. We stayed there about two hours. We sat with different people we got to know. It's the only way you get to know people. You spend time with them. You talk to them. They ask us, what do you do? What is your church? What, when were you called to ministry? What's this? What's that? Blah, blah, blah. You ask questions. You listen. You learn. It's how you get to know people. It's fellowship. It's not all work. It can be fun. We come to church. You need to do more than walk in the door, sit in your seat, amen, praise the Lord, Thank you, Jesus. Bye. You need to stop, meet somebody, talk to somebody, take somebody out to eat. Go look across the church and go over and go, hey, you know, I, I don't really know you very well. I'm, I'm so and so, whatever. Would y'all like to have lunch today? Take them out to lunch. Take them to get a coffee. Take them somewhere and get an ice cream. I don't care. Do, sit down with somebody. Invite them to your house. That's the way that we get to know one another. But the way you get to know the Lord is you talk to Him. And you spend time with Him. And you read His Word. He told you all about Him in the Bible. Have you read His story? Do you know about Him? But, do you know Him? Huh? Yeah. So happy to have my daughter here today. In from fate. Remember a few weeks ago when I made an announcement? I wasn't supposed to. I got in trouble. But now it is official. And I can tell you, she is expecting our second grandbaby. <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait to get to know that grandbaby. I'm going to spend time with it. I'll almost spank it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week I talked about how we're going to discipline them kids. Everybody's like, nah, you're not going to do that. <laughs> oh, we're going to spoil them. Our first grandbaby's three weeks ahead of this one. Oh, my goodness. We already been spending money. We had to give on a stroller this week. And now then, Haley's like, well, I got to have a stroller too. I got to give. We're already going broken. They're not even here yet. 
How are, how are we going to get to know them? I'm going to spend time with them. I'm going to hold them. I'm going to rock them. I'm already talking to them. They'll know my voice. They'll know Papa. And they'll know Papa loves them. You know why? Because I'm going to tell them every time I see them, I love you. How do you know that the Father loves you if you haven't got in His presence? If you haven't been to His house? If you haven't crawled up into His lap? If you haven't laid your head on His chest? If you haven't heard Him say, I love you, my child? If you're always running from Him and you're turning your ear away from Him, how are you going to hear Him say, I love you. I'm proud of you. This is what I want you to do. So we get to know the Father. So our theme scriptures comes from Job chapter 22, verse 28. But I want us to back up this morning to verse number 21. And let's talk about how are we going to get to know the Father? How are we going to get to know Jesus better? And I love this first little phrase. Job twenty-two twenty-one. 21. Acquaint now thyself with him acquaint now I'm reading from King James today Sit of New Living acquaint now thyself with him if we just broke that down into English it's time to get to know him it's time to get to know him acquaint yourself with him make his acquaintance say how do you do introduce yourself you know what somebody say well I don't, I don't know their name have you ever asked their name have you ever introduced yourself? I'm telling you, the Lord wants to introduce Himself to you today. He wants to, He knows you by name because He formed you, He created you, and He called you. But He says, Acquaint now thyself with Him and be at peace. Does anybody want to be at peace? We have so much turmoil, so much anxiety, so much fear, so much worry. And I'm telling you, a lot of it comes because you are not in right fellowship. Let me back up. Did I say relationship? No, no. Many of you have come into relationship. Many of you have come to an altar. You've responded to the call. And you said, Jesus... I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I confess my sins. I ask you to forgive me. And he did it. And your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And if you were to die today, you'd go to heaven. You are in relationship. But you are not in the best fellowship that you could be with him. You're not spending as much time as you need to. You don't know him intimately the way that you need to. See, there's a progression. <laughs> well, let me say, let me rephrase that. There should be a progression of intimacy. Hi, how you do? My name's What's your name? Nice to meet you. Would you like to go out? Yes. You go out, you talk, you get to know one another. You date. Will you marry me? Yes. You're engaged. Plan the wedding. Dearly beloved, we're gathered together to join in holy matrimony. You go on the honeymoon, you have sex. 
That's the right progression. Not have sex. Hey, what's your name? Oh, that's some good preaching right there. Some people are getting out of order. They're getting out of, they're, they're not in right sequence. And they wonder why they're having trouble. You need to do things right. There's a progressive of intimacy. And listen, you, you need to, there's a, 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 God wants to have an intimate relationship. He wants to know you intimately, personally. He wants you to have encounters. He wants to overshadow you and let his presence fill you. Uh, there, but he wants you to get to know him. The more you get to know him, the more you know he loves you. The more you love him, the more intimate you become. And out of that, what happens comes children. Life springs out of that. Blessings come. So he said, acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. See, everybody wants the peace and the good without the fellowship. No, Lord, I don't want to get to know you. I just want you to bless me. Lord, what can you give me without me having to do anything for it? See, what you've got to come into where we're at today, Lord, I want to know you better. Not what can you do for me, not what you can give me. I want to know you for who you are, not for what you do. I want to seek your face, not your hand. Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth. Lay up his words in thy heart. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. Thou shalt put away iniquity far from thy tabernacles. Then shalt thou lay up gold as dust, and the gold of Orpher as the stones of the brooks. Yea, the Almighty shall be thy defense, and thou shalt have plenty of silver. Oh, I want to be blessed. I want to have security. I, I, I want to have prosperity. I want to have plenty of money. I want all my bills paid. And, and after that, Lord, if I have time, I'll talk to you, get to know you, maybe read the Scripture. See, everybody's trying to seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these other things will be added. When out of a relationship with Jesus, everything else flows. You want security? You want peace? You want prosperity? We're decreeing all those things, but it all comes out of a relationship with Jesus. For thou shalt have thy delight. Listen. For then shalt thou have thy delight in the Almighty and shalt lift up thy face unto God. Are you getting your satisfaction, your peace, your security, your blessing? Are you getting it out of a relationship with the Almighty? Or are you just trying to have a fling with Him and do all this other stuff on your own? See, if, if you really honor, if you have that true relationship, that's why I said, look at that giving statement. Are you truly in a loving relationship where you honor Him with all your substance and you obey His word, or did you just tip Him for a good deed?
Did you just have a good time one time and you paid him a little bit? He's not a prostitute that you can pay for pleasure. He desires a relationship. read that again. For then thou shalt make thy delight, or thou shalt have thy delight in the Almighty. Your satisfaction, your peace of mind, your acceptance, who you are, what makes you feel good, should come from God Himself. You shouldn't be looking for it on Facebook. You shouldn't need other people's approval. You just need to know you are a child of the Most High God. He created you in His image. He loves you, and He loves you just the way you are. You don't have to try to be anything else. Now, He'll help you be better, and He'll help you be more like Him as you walk with Him, but He loves you just the way you are. And He truly knows the real you. Thou shalt make thy prayer unto Him, and He shall hear thee, and thou shalt pay thy vows. Mm. I don't even have time to preach on that. That's a whole message right there. You need to pay your vows to God. And be careful what you vow to God. I've told you this story so many times. Dad was on a 40-day fast. He fasted many times. Uh, and on one of those fasts, he had made a vow to the Lord. I grew up my whole life watching my daddy sit at a table and write and write and write. And it was after that I had, was married, uh, probably in my 20s. Uh, the offices were back in the back. His office was where Pastor Marcello's is, and mine was down there in, at the last one, the nursery. And he called me and said, son, come into my office. And so I, I came up, and uh, he was writing, and he wrote something, and he laid his pen down. And he looked up at me, and he said, son, don't ever make a vow. What? He said, on one of those 40-day fasts, many, many, many years ago, I vowed and told the Lord I would handwrite the King James Version Bible. And just now, after probably 30 or 40 years, he completed it. Now, I have a handwritten copy of the Bible. It's about that thick. And you know what? I'm never going to make a vow that I'll do that. I just say, Lord, I already have one. But you know, my dad was big on paying vows because people are so quick when they get in trouble to tell the Lord, Oh, Lord, if you'll get me out of this, I'll do this. Lord, if you'll give me money, I'll pay my tithes. Lord, if you'll do this, I'll go there. If you'll do this. And then the Lord does his part. And they forget what they said when they are in desperation. But I just want to tell you, the Lord doesn't forget. And he said, pay your vows unto the Lord. Thou shalt also decree a thing. Oh, that sounds familiar. Here's our theme scripture for the year. Job twenty two twenty three. We're going to memorize it. We're going to learn it. Here we go. Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. And the light shall shine upon thy ways. Woo, we're de talking about decreeing. But what are we decreeing first and foremost? I will know Jesus better this year. What does it mean to acquaint? 
I would like to make your acquaintance. What does that mean? It means to become familiar or conversate or to talk, to gain personal knowledge of. I mean, we, we spent time around these tables for these three or four days, and I got to know these people from all over uh, the country. I got to know them, uh, what they did as pastors, as missionaries, all the different things. Just talking to this one man. I didn't know nothing about this man. I mean, I, I know what he does. I know, and, you know I, and I knew my impression of him. But then come find out, the man had $1.5 million to give away. And he'd already given it all away except 300000 And man, I wanted to tell him about our Family Life Center. But I didn't. I said, Lord, you know what we're trying to do. And you can speak to him. But if the Lord don't speak to him, he'll speak to somebody else. You don't, we, we, you don't know people until you talk to them. This other guy, been to Israel multiple times, Africa, all these places. You look at these people and you don't know what they've done. You look around this room, you don't know people's story. Listen, how, how many today can say you know Brother Billy and Sister Katie in a much more intimate, personal way now than you did before their testimony? Who's that? Now, can, I, can, it, can anybody say, do you love them more? Do you appreciate them more? Do, do you realize the sacrifice that he made for you and this country and the price that they've paid? And it, 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 just, it, it just makes my heart swell with joy. And I'm just so thankful for them. But see, until you sit and hear a person's story, you don't know what they've been through. And then you, when you find out what they've been through, you realize, wow, I dry my sniveling, whiny self up and suck it up. If he can do it, I can do it. Amen? We realize, listen, people have been through some stuff and they made it. And if God helped them, he'll help me. But the only way you're going to get to know the Lord is by Talking. We're talking about becoming familiar, thoroughly conversive, informal, informal. Hi, how are you? My name's Samuel. We're good. Bless you. <clears throat> hey, did <laughs> this is for all of our Catholic members? Did y'all hear about the priest that stuttered? Did you? That's terrible. I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. I just couldn't help myself. That just came to my mind. You know what? Everything that comes to your mind, you shouldn't say it. Just let me say. You become familiar, thoroughly conversant, informal. Stop being so formal around people. They're not going to get to know you unless you be the real you. Unceremonious. Unconstrained. I'm talking about coming to the presence of God, getting to know God, not based on ceremony or formality. People, there's nothing wrong with that. There was a great ceremony. We had a good ceremony when we got married. 
But that ceremony is not what's kept us married. It's fellowship. Love. Spending time. Having conflict and resolving it. It's what you do when you want to have a personal relationship and get personal knowledge and you understand what God has done for you and the sacrifice He's paid and how much He loves you and you become not so formal anymore. Amen. You don't no longer call Him the man upstairs. I hate that word anyway. He's God. Listen, no, 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 no. He's my Father. He's the one that gave His Son. Jesus is my Savior, the one who loved me so much that He sacrificed His life on a cross. Listen, when I get to know Him intimately and personally and not just formally, I don't just know about Him, I know Him. There are so many people that base their Christianity on religion. They know about God. They've been to a church. They take communion ceremonially, but they forget of what it's about and, that it, and to remember His death. His burial, and His resurrection. If we do things, and I'm telling you, we can, just in this ever church, we can become ceremonious. We can go through, well, we sing this many songs, we sing this many songs, and we take an offering, and it becomes ceremony. It's dead. There's no life in it. When are we going to have time to build personal relationship? So don't look at other groups and denominations and say, well, you know, they do this, and they so that we're better. No, 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 no. Every person... Whether they're going through a set thing or whether they're free, if they're doing it out of pure love and during that, they're giving their whole self over to the Lord, they're building relationship. If you're just singing, clapping, raising your hands, giving an offering, automatic like a robot, and then you walk out of here and you don't remember anything that was said or done, that ceremony didn't do you any good. Amen? Listen, God's calling us today to become familiar with Him. He wants us to talk to Him. He wants us to be at peace. Isaiah said, the work of righteousness shall be peace. And the effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. So many of you are wanting quietness and peace and assurance, but you're trying to get it outside of a relationship with God. So you're having anxiety and you're having all these things going on. It's because your fellowship with God is not what it needs to be. Isaiah 54, 17, their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. It's not yours, it's His. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Listen, we receive this gift. What is it all about? It's about fellowship. The whole thing that Jesus did, the reason He restored, the reason He wanted to redeem us was so He could have fellowship with us. He missed us. And it's a shame to come into relationship but don't have fellowship and if you don't I promise you the lack of fellowship will have consequences and effects on your relationship you just try not talking to your wife or your husband for a few days and see how your fellowship is now your relationship will be intact you'll still be married But your fellowship is suffering because it takes communication. It takes quality time. It takes all the things that 
it takes for a good relationship. Let me get through a whole bunch of pages real fast because I want us to come and make some declarations. So the, the first benefit of why do we want to come in a relationship with God? Peace. Does anybody want peace? Jesus, what was the message when Jesus was born? Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Listen, God, God wants to restore peace. Peace in your home, peace in your mind, peace in your heart, peace between you and God, peace between you and others. He wants, but it doesn't come outside of a relationship with God i got about five scriptures on that, but I'm going to skip them. Let me jump down here. Uh, so we, we look at the, the blessings. So we, we talk about prosperity. We talk about the first thing is peace, and then we want prosperity, and that's part of our decrees. But he said that if you will acquaint yourself with the Almighty, and then you will spend time with Him, then you'll know Him, then you'll have peace with Him, and look at verse 24. And you'll have gold. The very thing you're killing yourself to get, the Lord said He'll just give you if you have the proper relationship with Him. If you'll honor Him. If you'll honor His house, if you'll honor His word, you'll keep His commandments. Part of that is tithe and offering. Uh, if you'll honor Him in all your ways, your substance, your talents, your ability, everything He said, if you honor me, He said... The gold will be as dust. And he said, you'll have silver. He said, you'll, he said, you'll have gold salt like, like stones in a river. You just pick it up. He said, your poverty will be destroyed. So many people are trying to destroy poverty, but they're trying to do it on their own outside of a relationship with God. God said, if you just get the first part right, Verse 25, he said, the Lord will be your defense. Do you need somebody to defend you? Tell you what, the best lawyer is God Almighty. He'll fight and he'll do it right. And he will bring judgment on your enemies. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. You've been trying to get vengeance. And you should have just been seeking the Lord. And he'll take care of your enemies for you. Don't worry about your enemies. You just build relationship with Jesus. And then verse 26 says, You can lift up your face to him and come boldly as a child to his father. In just a moment, I'm going to ask the band, if you, Pastor Lee, would you go ahead and come? Because I, I, I want to ask us, we're going to spend a few moments lifting our face up to the father. You've been hiding from God too long. You, 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 you've, been, you've been looking down too long. You've been trying to get away too long. Now it's time that we lift up our face to Him. He said that if we'd hearken unto the Lord, blessings would overtake us. And the light, we said, we just read that a moment ago, the light will shine upon your ways. Did you know the moment you come into relationship with Jesus Christ... His light shines upon your life. But the moment you get in disobedience to Him, you go back into darkness. There's so many people right now that are 
in darkness because they're in disobedience. They've turned their face away from God instead of turning their face toward God. Their fellowship has been broken. You hear people say things like, I don't know why God doesn't help me. It works for you. It doesn't work for me. It, faith doesn't work. I, I tried that church stuff. I, I tried that tithing. I try. You hear things like that. It's because there's broken fellowship. Because they're doing things out of duty. They're doing things acting like it's a magic, hocus pocus, eight ball. I do this, he does this. You're trying to manipulate God. But don't you understand? Out of a true, loving relationship with Him, you get all the things you're really hungry for. You get peace. You get security. You get finances. You get help. And of course, ultimately, we get eternity with Jesus in heaven. Or let me say it in a way you don't would maybe understand better. You don't have to spend eternity burning in hell. I mean, is anybody does anybody want that to be your choice? No. Oh Lord, I don't want to go to hell. I'm going to do anything to go to hell. Have a relationship with me. Well, I don't want to do that. I just don't want to go to hell. No. We just come into relationship with Jesus. We give Him our heart. We give Him our life. We turn our face toward Him, not away from Him. We run to Him. We spend time with Him. We read His Word. We honor His house. We love His people. We honor... Him with our substance. And out of that just comes a beautiful, healthy relationship with God, with people, a, a, a healthier lifestyle. Because I'm telling you, the devil's he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. He's hunts the innocent, but thank God that He's given us power to deliver the innocent. He's given us power to lay hands on the sick and they recover. He's given us power to cast out devils. Amen? A lack of joy and peace and power can be directly traced back to lack of fellowship. When you haven't seen somebody in a while and you haven't talked to them, sometimes you get with them and a little awkward, don't quite know where to. Many people come to church on Sunday and they hadn't spoke to God all week long. A little awkward. But I'm telling you, when you 
come bouncing through those doors and you've been talking to him daily and reading his word daily and you know how much he loves you and you can't wait to get in this altar and meet with him because you know he's going to pour out his glory on you. You know you're going to have an encounter. You're going to have an intimate encounter with God Almighty and he's going to overshadow you with the Holy Spirit like he did Mary and birth something on the inside of you that will change your life. Amen. When you know that, you come bursting through those doors, uh, excited, with your head lifted up, ready to worship. Because you just came in the house of a friend. (laughs) Jacob's good friend, they're not here today, Aaron and Brooke, Aubrey. Aaron grew up and Jacob went to school and they were good friends and always at our house. We'd be sitting in the living room watching TV. Hear the door open. Shut. Hear the cabinet doors opening. Shut. Refrigerator open. Shut. In a few minutes, Aaron would pop his head around. Hey, hey. You know what? He knew he was welcome. He knew he was at home. Even though it wasn't his house, he knew he was welcome. And Miss Amy tried to keep little Debbie's in the the Christmas trees is what was his favorite. She'd keep them in the cabinet just for him. (laughs) So you need to be so comfortable with this house. You need to feel so comfortable when you walk in those doors that you just come in and start looking in the fridge. Woo! What's the Lord got good for me today? What's in this cabinet? Where's the little Debbie's? Hallelujah. And just come into his presence instead of, oh no. I'm afraid, what, what's he going to do? Is he going to hit me over the head? No, he's not. He loves you. You're at home. He's calling you today. Come home. I'll give you rest. He wants to become acquainted with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to heal your broken heart. He wants to feel your every longing. Meet every need. So number one. In 2023. I will know Jesus better. Today. I want you to lift your face to heaven can we just stand to our feet before we lift our face let's bow our head and let's just take a little inventory let's just search our heart just a moment if you're watching online today Take a moment to just search your heart. And let me ask you a question. How is your relationship with God today? Excellent. Good. Fair. Poor. 
No relationship at all. Only you can check the box. Only you know. But I'm just asking you today, wherever it's at, let's at least move one spot. Unless it's poor non-existence. We're fixing to jump that from nothing to wonderful. Because maybe today you don't know Him as Lord and Savior. If you died today, you're not 100% sure you'd go to heaven. You've never asked Jesus to come into your heart. You don't even have relationship with Him or fellowship. But you say, Pastor, today I want to start. Today I want to begin my relationship with Jesus. Today I want to give my heart to God. If you're anything, anywhere besides excellent, it's time that we move forward. Would you pray with me? Those of you at home, those of you in the house, pray with me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on a cross for my sins. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus is God's son. That he died on the cross for my sins. But he rose again. He is alive and well in heaven. And he's coming back to receive me. To take me to heaven for eternity. But here today. And for the rest of my life. I will be. In relationship with God Almighty. Through Jesus Christ, His Son. I receive Him as my Lord and my Savior. And today, I begin to fellowship. Jesus, I want to know you better. I want to know all about you. I want to know about your plans for my life. Thank you for changing my destiny, my eternity. But I will work on my personal relationship with you daily. So the scripture said, lift your face unto him. So now I'm just going to ask everybody in the house to just lift your face, to open your eyes, look up to heaven, lift your hands. Say, my Jesus, my Savior, my Lord, I'm yours. I love you. I need you. Help me to know you, to love you, to honor you, to serve you. I want to know you. I want to know everything about you. I want you to know everything about me. I'm going to talk to you more. I'm going to read your word more. I'll honor your house more. 
I'll love your family more. I'll give of everything I have. It's yours. I'll honor you with my tithing offerings. With my ability and my talents. And I'll do what you've called me to do. Thank you. Thank you. Now when you walked in, you were probably given a sheet of paper. And that's our decrees. I want you to take them home. I want you to put them on your refrigerator. I want you to put them in your car. Put them, put them somewhere you're going to see them. Okay? Your Bible might not be the best place for them. That's a terrible thing to say, isn't it? I just don't want you to come next week and open it and go, Oh, hey, there's they are. So maybe put it on your fridge. There you'll see it the most. Come on. Let's make our declarations. Y'all ready? Number one. I decree that in 2023, I will know Jesus better. I decree that in 2023, I will be in better health. I decree that in 2023, I will prosper financially. I decree that in 2023, I will build healthy relationships with family and friends. I decree that in 2023, I will do what I was called to do. I decree in 2023, my children and my grandchildren will serve the Lord. Can I get a big amen? And yeah, we're going to talk about all those. We're going to take them. As we flow into February, it's the love month, and uh, we'll be talking about building healthy relationships with family, friends, the Lord, and with one another. It's going to be good. Pastor Marcello?